welcome to Your Mess or Mine. I'm your host, Mel. This show is for all the ones looking for the relationship they're supposed to be in. I'm a single mother of one eight-year-old and divorced from a 20-year marriage. Now here I am, three years living a single life. My mission here is to bring real, honest, and sometimes uncomfortable conversations to light. Join me on my personal journey of dating to help us all find how to make relationships work. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It is the holiday season. So one thing I want you to keep in mind is that if you have single friends, make sure they have somewhere to go for the holidays. If they don't, invite them. And if you get an invite from someone, don't feel like you're intruding. Everyone should feel included, have somewhere to go for the holidays, and not feel alone. If you need somebody to talk to during the holiday season, I love getting messages from my listeners. I get a lot of questions about relationship advice, which I love. Um, You know, you can message me on Facebook, Instagram. I'm not really on Instagram much, but I will respond. Um, Or you can email me. So in the show notes, I have my Facebook private page. You can message me there or you can reach out to me on email. Anyway, in this week's episode, Renee's going to talk about her cheating boyfriends. So if you've ever been cheated on, I know you're definitely going to be able to relate to this one. So here we go. My interview with Renee. Hello, welcome to the show. Hi. All right, so today, guys, we have Renee here to tell us a little about her dating stories and her dating journey. So I'm going to have you go ahead and introduce yourself, and then we'll get right into it. Okay, well, um, I'm Renee. I am 42 years old. I am a single mom, but my children are older, so dating has been kind of a journey with... um, you know, being a single mom, but I'm sure a lot of people can relate with that. For sure. I know I can. Um, So tell me a little bit about your relationship history. Were you married in the past or what's your story? Um, So actually I have never been married. Um, My eldest son's dad was like a high school sweetheart. He was, you know, my first real boyfriend. Uh, We were on and off until you know, as a teenage, as teenagers. And then we kind of hooked back up whenever I was around 20 and then got pregnant. We were together for like three years. Um, we were engaged, but I ended things and then, um, found out that he was actually cheating on me with our neighbor. <laughs> oh my and, God. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. And so and the neighbor at the time was in her fifties and we were in our early twenties. Um, so yeah, I ended things with him with for that reason. And then five years later I had my youngest son and his dad and I were together for six years, but um we never got engaged or married because he he wasn't a faithful guy. So um, right, is that yeah. your goal eventually to be married or you're good with not being married? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, that's one of my biggest goals is to get married. I've always wanted to be a wife. 
Mm-hmm. So, but I'm I'm very careful. I don't want to get married and then get a divorce. So, right. I feel good about not, you know, settling and and getting married to somebody, you know, just because just for the sake of being married. So, of course. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So, how are you meeting people? Well, first, how long have you been single now? Um February of 2022 um but the uh the guy that I was thought I was in a relationship with um he didn't see it that way <laughs> so I don't know if I can consider that a, a true relationship ended up Isn't finding it so out confusing that... now it's like we're yes. talking we're dating we're exclusive is this going somewhere or are you just going to be right Walking around the whole time. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. So I kind of just went with the flow with him. He lived about an hour away from me. So, um, and he was a former Marine. And so I thought that, you know, between like the distance and then he used to say he was a workaholic and, um, he did admit that he had some PTSD because he was a combat Marine and then he had, he said he was divorced for about a year and a half. So I was kind of, you know, going at his pace. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, you know, he would eventually come around and that we would, you know, he would give us a label and that, you know, I'd be, he'd bring me around to his family and to events and stuff like that. But I met a few of his family members here and there, but never like at the same time. So that was kind mm-hmm. of a red flag. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your age range? I tend to go for younger guys. But the biggest age difference was about eight years. Mm-hmm. So in their early 30s, I unintentionally uh, dated a an older guy um, that was about 10 years older than me. Um, last year whenever I tried to start dating again and then I found out that he was actually he told me he was 41 and I found out that he was 51 so why would he lie that's yeah like that's starting off on the wrong foot already making up a lie on something that you don't have to lie about right yeah yeah ever since the the part the former marine I haven't had any luck so I'm really kind of taking a step back right now. I'm not not really too focused on dating now, um, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of still open to the idea of, you know, finding somebody, finding a, a husband. But I don't want to put that energy out there of desperation. I know. Because I think, yeah, I think like the past couple years and in my late 30s, I kind of felt a little panicked mm-hmm. because I still hadn't been married. Um, I still wasn't sure if I wanted any more children because I've never really had that true full family experience. Right. Um, you know, being married and having kids and, you know, and then having kids by the same man. So I was still kind of open to, you know, having a family and getting married and, so I kind of felt panicked and rushed, and I think that um, men kind of sensed that 
And so, so I was definitely, oh yeah, I was attracting, um, bad men and, and liars and cheaters. And, and so now I, the ones that tell you what you want to hear because they know that you're seeking that and you're wanting it so bad. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have friends that are just like, you know, if it happens, it happens. But then I also have friends that are like, I want it to happen for me now because I'm getting older. And I used to right. do that. But mm-hmm. now I'm like you. I'm like, if it happens, cool. But if it doesn't, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world, you know. But, exactly. Um, and mm-hmm. that's why I think I'm just having more fun dating now, you know. It's not so yeah. stressful because it's it was a letdown. And now it's yeah. just, it's fun. Now it's just fun yeah. meeting people. We don't take it too seriously now. And I, yeah, I am more these past couple of years, I'm more of a believer that, you know, if, if it's meant for you, then it would be for you. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to force anything. I'm definitely never going to be chasing anybody again. Right. Um, yeah. So the former Marine, um, that was, that was quite a shock because, uh, uh, we would see each other about one to two days a week. Um, he would call me every day, good morning text every morning. We would at least have a 20 minute phone call every day, if not longer. Uh, very consistent. We used to go to the, you know, really nice restaurants. Um, he used to buy me nice gifts. And then I started, I just always had a bad feeling, a mm-hmm. bad gut feeling that something was wrong. And I just could not, find what was wrong or, or catch him anything. Um, and it was hard to really, I mean, he lived an hour away from me, so I couldn't just go like spy on him and stuff like that. (laughs) I mean, I guess I could have, (laughs) but I'm just so busy all the time that, you know, I was just like, no, I can't do that. But I actually, I did do it on, um, when Valentine's day came around Mm -hmm. because he kind of went MIA and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out there. And if he's not at his house, because he wanted to spend Valentine's with me um, a few days in advance. And I thought that was kind of strange. I did just, I showed up over at his house, Valentine's Day. And so I got to his house. He wasn't there. Um, and I was, I just had this horrible gut feeling. And so I... I went and got like a card and a balloon and I just put it on his front porch, you know, and, and so I had texted him and I said, Hey, I left something at your front porch and you know, I, I don't know where you're at. And he said that he was, well, he ended up contacting me. He called me and he said, I was, um, watching my brother's kids. So my brother and his, and his wife could go out to eat. And so, so he said, if you stay at my house for a little bit longer, I'll be there soon. And so in my head, I was thinking if he's wearing something nice. Yeah. That's what I've been thinking. Then I know he was on a date. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. he gets there and he's wearing something nice. And yeah. And so I was like, why would you be wearing that to watch your uh, brother's kids? And and he was like, you know, I, you know, I dress up for work and stuff. So, and he did, but I, so I was thinking, how can I also like find out if he ate something really fancy, then I knew he was on a date. So I asked, Receipts. I said, what did you eat? Receipts. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So I said, what did you eat? And he said, 
steak. And I said, so you had steak at your brother's house? You And he was like, yeah, I cooked some steak. And I was like, no, I, something's wrong. So I'm, I'm a spiritual person. So I was, I was like, please like universe, God, like show me mm -hmm. some signs. Like this is the first time that I was ever really like, please show me. I know something is off. Well, like a week went by and all these signs just started flowing in. Like um, what? He, so he, he had previously talked to me about a girl coworker um, that, that liked him. And he, he knew a lot about her. He said that she would go by his desk and talk to him about her kids. And he's like, I can't stop her from coming by and, and stuff like that. Well, during that week, I had found a prescription bottle of hers at his house. And it was for migraines. And um, so I had uh, asked him, I said, why do you have this girl's medication? And you know, like, is she staying the station, night? He said she was a single mom. Right. And um, so he... Uh, he was like, don't be jealous. I just had a headache. And she came by my desk and, and you know, dropped it off. And I was thinking, no single mom would be giving her prescription medication away unless there's something going on between you guys. Right. Yeah. And he was like, I promise nothing's going on. He was like, um, you can come up to my work and meet her if you want. And... He was like, I talk about you all the time at work and stuff. So I kind of let that go. But I had gotten her name and her um, the, the pharmacy that she filled the prescription at. And so I was, you know, Googling her, her name. Can, can't find anything about her looking for her on Facebook. So, like, for that whole week, I'm, like, trying to be private investigator, trying to find her. But I had no luck. And then, um, so the next time I went to go see him, we were about to go out to eat and I wanted to connect to his Bluetooth on his new truck. And, and he was like, uh, I don't want, you know, anybody to connect to my Bluetooth. And I said, what do you mean? I'm not anybody. I'm your girlfriend. And I didn't even really know, you know, if that, that was my title, but I just said that. But um, he said, well, I don't know how to do it. And I said, well, you don't have to do it. I'll do it. I want mm -hmm. to play this song for you. And he got all real. He got really nervous. And so I knew at that moment, like something is is wrong. Yeah. And so um, I start to connect to his Bluetooth and uh, her name popped up because she had connected to his Bluetooth before. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at him and I said, I cannot, I can't believe this because it was that same week that I found the prescription pills. Right. And um, he said, well, we all went out to eat and she connected to my Bluetooth and like, I didn't want her to. And that's when he was like, you can come up to my work. She helped me um, pick out your Valentine's present. And he, you know, he was like, she, you know, she knows about you, this and that. So I was like furious and I said, I don't want to go out to eat now. Mm -hmm. And so we went back in his house 
Um, and I was like, I don't know what to think because it could have been true, you know, that they went out to lunch as a group and she connected. And, and so I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I also don't want to look like cool as well. Whenever it's like that mm -hmm. gut feeling though, when we have that gut feeling, it's, it's there for a reason. Like if we're going and searching, yes, there's a reason for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that I noticed is that when I would go to his house, so I'm not a big drinker, um, but I felt very uncomfortable for some reason when I was around him. And I think it was because, you know, my gut instinct was telling me something was wrong. Mm -hmm. And to like, comp, like hush that feeling, I would ha like drink whenever I was at his house. So he would... He'd always make me like a really strong drink, like an old fashioned or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, we go back into his house and I was like, OK, can, can you make me a drink? Because I don't know what to think right now. And, you know, I'm just really confused. And so I said, I'm just going to play some music. I'm going to play that song on your TV because I had previously connected to his TV um, mm -hmm. on my Spotify. Was he sweating so, then too? Is he like, oh shit. Uh. Yes. He was? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm wait, wait, was, wait. I'm what was on hold on. Hold on. Was his Netflix like her name, his name? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, like the profiles, they pop up. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so this is, this is like much worse than you think. Oh shit. So I, I get on to, yes, this is, I, this it sounds like a movie. I, like I, I still can't even believe this is real. So, so I connect, try to connect to my Spotify, and the Spotify app is still there, but it's not my Spotify anymore. It's another girl's. That's not that girl. And what? it was a cover. Yes. So it was a coworker that he used to talk about that lived in Mexico City, and so. I was like, wait a second, your coworker was at your house and she signed me out of my Spotify and put hers on here. And he was like, yeah, her and her boyfriend um, came to visit and they had to get their vaccines and because they didn't have them in Mexico at the time or something. So they both stayed here. Like it was a very like legitimate story, you know? So I was like, I just like, What's you know, it? I said, did I? Did... Was mm -hmm. it super detailed though? Cause I feel like when you have, when somebody has a super detailed story, it's, it's a story. It's, it is that. It's a story. Yes. It mm -hmm. was super detailed. Yeah. And he was like, I have pictures of them when they were staying at my house. And I said, you never told me that you had guests staying at your house from Mexico. And um, so that was off. And so I spent the night, um, shouldn't have spent the night out. I, I was just so confused and, and he lived an hour away and had been drinking. So I was like, I'm just going to spend the night. So this was usually the routine. He would wake up super early in the morning at like six or seven and get ready to go to work. He said he worked every day pretty much. And he's telling me you should find another guy. That's not a workaholic that can spend more time with you. And, um, so he would wake up in the morning, get ready and leave me at his house. And so I was at his house the next morning, had a headache, 
and I was looking for some Tylenol. And so I open up his junk drawer and I see the um, receipt for my Valentine, one of my Valentine gifts, which was a pair of Adidas shoes. And so um, I'm, I saw that and I was like, okay, this must be for the shoes that he bought me for Valentine's. Mm-hmm. And so I look at the receipt, but there's two pairs of shoes and they're both <laughs> the same both the same size, but two different colors. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm coming across another sign. So I was yes. like, it, it was like one sign after another, after another. It was I would have taken a picture and I would have said, sent it to him like, where's my other pair of shoes? <laughs> but what what's crazy is that what came to my mind is that, um, that these shoes weren't for like any of the, the other girls what came to the first thing that came to my mind is his ex-wife. And so, mm-hmm. because I had looked her up before, you know, you know, us women were, we want to know like what our, you know, past competition yeah. was or, yes. or what, you know, yes. they pulled before. So, yeah. So I looked her up before in the past and she's like, a, I'm a small girl, like woman. I'm only barely like five feet tall. So, I have small feet. And so, I mean, I wear like a six and a half. And so when I saw that those two pairs, for some reason, I just like imagined her with small feet too. <laughs> and because um, I knew she was like a smaller chick also. And so I had, I knew that they had shared a home before in the past. Um, So I had, I had even looked at like what type of house they lived in. And, you know, on, on Google maps and stuff. And so I knew like what her address was <laughs> just by being <laughs> nosy from in the past. So that day I left his house and I went to go pick up my son. Cause, uh, my son's dad lives over in that area where he lives. And mm-hmm. so I went to go pick up my son and we went out to eat and stuff and I was like, Hey, I have to make a pit stop first before we head back to where I live. And, um, and so I drive by her house and his truck was out front (gasps) and yeah. Yes. And so I pull up and I'm like, I have tunnel vision at this point. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I finally found out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so I pull up and I call him and he answers. And um, Do they no, have children? no children. Oh, no. And so I said, what are you doing? And he said, uh, I just woke up from a nap. And I said, well, where are you? And he said, I'm at my brother's house. And I said, if you're at your brother's house, then why is your truck outside of your ex-wife's house? And he was like speechless because usually he came up with something so fast. Yeah. And he was just like, because. And so I said, well, I'm coming up to the door. So anyway, so I go up to the house. He comes out. And um, and I just I was was like, what are you doing at your ex-wife's house? And he didn't know what to say. And 
I could just tell by the look in his eyes that he was guilty. And so <laughs> I said, well, she needs to come out and she needs to know about me. And so I started to ring the doorbell and I hear my dog barking, my old <gasps> dog barking. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, I looked at him and I was like, no. So she comes outside holding my old dog. Oh my and God. I, I immediately was like, that's my dog. <laughs> I said, that's my grand puppy. <laughs> what did she say? And she was like, what? She goes, I thought you got this dog off of a lady. And, uh, and he was like, oh, well, this is her. And so he, he had like kind of told her, you know, about me, but with a different name. And so just kind of how like he would tell me about other women, um, from work and stuff like that. Well, I said, you know, I just came from his house. I spent the night at his house. We've been dating for a year and four months now. And she looked at him and she said, and you've been trying to make our marriage work this whole time. And I said, what? I was like, you're married. And he was like, yes, I'm married. And uh, I said, not even exes, they're married. And so I was like, what? And I said, I cannot believe, I can't believe this. And and I said, how did he have his own place? Because when they first got married, um, he cheated on her with a, a co-worker that was like fresh out of college. And he told her it was just an emotional relationship and that nothing had happened. But um, so she kicked him out. And so he was renting his parents' old house. So he... Like, there was no signs of another woman in his house at all. And I met his dad. I met his brother. Um, He was trying to get me to go to, like, a barbecue at his house where all the guys were there for his birthday. Um, He would talk about me to his parents and show me on, like, group texts. And um, so I was, like, completely shocked. And... So I told her, I said, I don't think that I'm the only one, by the way. Um, There's another girl. And so I'm going to find out about her. I said, there's at least one other girl, maybe even more. And I said, and I'm going to find out about them, and I'll let you know. Oh, my God. What did she say? And she, she looked at him, and she told him to get his stuff and get out. And so... He was, you know, about to to leave and then he went back, but he literally did not care about me at all at that, at that point point. Like he didn't try to like console me or talk to me. He was just, he only cared about her. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, so hurt, you know, like, yeah, like I was just a nobody. And so, you know, I left and I was just like crushed and, um, So I was still looking for this other girl, the one that was connected to the Bluetooth and 
I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like search one more time because I'm not going to drive myself crazy trying to find this mm-hmm. girl. Like I already know that he's a dog. So what yeah. else? You know, I don't really need to prove anything else. So I had Googled her name and like another, like a cert, um, something else came up that I had never seen. And so I was thinking like, I think this is, this might be her because it showed that she lived in a city that where she got the prescription filled. I think it was like been verified or something. One of those sites. So I called the phone number and this woman answered and I heard her voice and I immediately knew it was her for some reason. And so I asked her, I said, do you know who Fernando is? And she said, yeah, that's my boyfriend. And I said, that's your boyfriend. And she said, yeah. And I said, how long have you guys been together? And she said, 10 months. Oh my God. And so, yeah. So I said, okay, I said, okay, well, I was his girlfriend for a year and four months. And I just discovered last week, or this is like a week and a half ago prior to this, that he's actually married. And she was like, what? She's, she was shocked. And I said, are you his coworker? And she said, no, I don't work with him. She, I'm a nurse. <gasps> yeah. And I said, but you have three kids that are like these ages and stuff. She said, yeah, that's true. And um, she was like, he was just at my house yesterday. And she said, he took my son to get his hair cut. Um, bought him some toys and she took a picture of them out in the backyard playing. So he was playing stepdad to this chick's kids. And she said that her eldest son was like 17. He was around the same age as my eldest son. And she said he brought him to work with him before. He has a picture of me in his office at work. I met his parents we all went out to eat. What the hell do you think his parents think of him? I mean, like, what in know. the world? It's like, I know. It's like so mind-boggling. Yeah. So, and she said we were planning a trip for my graduation this summer. And uh, she's like, he's helped me remodel my house. She said, "I this is so hard to believe he's so consistent with me. He's over at my house like two or three days a week. He knows the code to get in my house. She was like, I, I don't know what to think about this. And I said, did he, like, used to tell you he loved you? Because that's one thing he never did with me. And I thought it was just because he was emotionally unavailable and, you know, I was giving him time. And um, she was like, yeah, he told me he loved me every day and stuff. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so crazy. And, and then I told her about the other coworker. Mm-hmm. Um, the one from Mexico City. And um so she had called him and told him, like, hey, uh your girlfriend Renee called me and uh let me know that you're like married and stuff and and he admitted to it. So yeah, he just admitted to it. He didn't and, like make it up. Yeah, you know, make something up. So I contacted the wife and I said, I found the other girl and it's not his coworker. 
and she's a nurse, you know, with three kids, and they were together for 10 months. He met her on a different dating site uh, match or something. He and I met on Bumble. Have you put him on that Facebook group? You yes. want to put like say he's married, ladies. Like, don't fuck with him. Yes, good. Yes, I did, but nobody. Re- nobody. I feel like that is what those Facebook groups are for. I feel like not just the man exactly. bashing and all that, but stuff like that to protect women. Yes. Yeah, I wish I, that would have been around before. Um, so you know, I know you know that private detective, and um, so I had gotten. Well, see, I didn't know the wife's phone number, so I had gotten him to give to find her number for me. And, you know, I was I was still really curious to know, like, what was going on with the wife, if she, like, kept on talking to him or because the other girl and I, we sent her pictures and texts and we said, here's proof of him cheating on you for your mm-hmm. divorce because we thought for sure that she was going to divorce him. And, um, so, and she thanked me and everything. And, but she was asking me these questions like, what did he buy you for Christmas? And actually, so for Christmas, he bought me these diamond hoop earrings that had like, um, like nice size diamonds in them. And, and they were 14 karat white gold. They, you know, they had to have cost like $1,500 or more. Mm-hmm. And so I remember when he gave them to me, he said, when you stop talking to me, I want you to keep these. This is what I want you to keep when you stop talking to me. And I was like, why, why would you tell me that? Why would I stop talking to you? But he, now that I think back, he used to give me, signs and and he used to tell me who he was but you know I overlooked it he used to tell me I'm I'm really a monster underneath don't let my appearance fool you because he was a very you know well-groomed clean cut you know wore suits and ties and he say don't let this fool you my appearance it's a facade I'm really a monster and I used to think that he would say that because he was a former Marine and that he was just being really hard on himself, you mm-hmm. know, for being at war and stuff like that. And so I used to tell him, no, you're not a monster and stuff. But now that I look back, he used to tell me he he, he would tell on himself. And um, maybe that's so the I ended up- for himself to feel like he's getting himself off the hook because I warned her. I'm not a good person. Yes. She's still stuck uh-huh. with me. Yeah. Right. So we did talk one more time. So when I found out about the the nurse girlfriend, um, I contacted him on, because we used to communicate through WhatsApp every once in a while. Since I we have Androids and, you know, the videos, like we, we can send videos, good quality videos to each other. So we would do that on WhatsApp. So I called him on there and um he answered and we talked for like 30 minutes and you know I said I found your other girlfriend I cannot believe you were leave like leading all these different lives he said well you guys weren't the only ones he said I also had 
a stripper girlfriend. What the hell? Yeah. He's never going to stop. He's never going to stop. No. And that's what I told the wife. I said, you know, I've been with a man that, you know, can't stop cheating. And that was my younger son's dad. And we were together for six years. And I put up with that for so long because I never thought that I was going to be a single mom with two kids by two different dads. And I, you know, didn't want to have them both grow up without, you know, their dads in the house. So I, I warned her. I said, guys like this don't stop. They don't quit. It's like a sickness. It's, you know, like a, an addiction. Yeah. And, um, and she, I don't think she cared because, uh, I was nosy again and I was in the neighborhood whenever I was going to get my son and I drove by her house again. Um, this was about three weeks out and, um, his truck was in the front. So I think she actually, I think she let him move back in like pretty soon after all this happened. After them living apart for like two years. Um, so he's moved back? Yeah, but not only that, uh, every Don't once in a while. Pregnant. Oh. No. Every once in a while, I'll Google his name. And, and I used to do it before, more in the past. Uh, with it, like So about six months out, I Googled his name and I came across their baby registry. Oh, my and, God. And it was, yeah. And so she was pregnant with their first baby. And um, it said, you know, the due date was like November the 5th. So I did like a reverse calculator to see like when she got pregnant. And it was literally the week that I told her that we found out everything. Oh, so, my God. I think she purposely got pregnant by him. So this has been uh, like, I don't know. I've had to do a lot of healing from this because this was like one of the worst betrayals I've ever experienced. Yeah. I can't um, even imagine. Like, what have you done to overcome feeling like that? How? Like what, what steps have you taken? Have you done therapy, coaching, books? Books. Um, I didn't, I haven't done therapy. Do you have a favorite book that you would like recommend? Um, there's one that I read. It's called She's Still There. Okay. That was uh, really good. But, you know, I've I've been through bad relationships in the past, so I kind of know like strategies already um mm -hmm. on how to heal so um i just kind of you know put those in place and then really it's just um a lot of self-reflection and because whenever you're betrayed like that you kind of you can be upset at yourself for ignoring the red flags and and all the signs that were there but one one big takeaway that 
I would say is my my biggest takeaway from that experience is to not ignore your your instincts, your gut instincts, because yeah, that's what sure. I did. And I had so many sleepless nights wondering why he's not texting me back or like, you know, why, why hasn't he called me that day? Because he, things did start to like, you know, start getting taper off a little bit at the end where I didn't hear from him as much. And so, and when people tell you who they are, you, you have to believe them. Yeah. Don't try to give them the benefit of the doubt or, or think it's because something else. And, and men are, men are pretty simple. Um, even though he was very sneaky, he, he was like a different kind of breed, I think, but he used, he did tell me at one point that he thinks that he might, uh, be a sociopath. And he said, I don't know if I'm a full sociopath, but I have sociopathic tendencies. And so he told me right there as well. And, and what he did, a lot of sociopaths do lead um, multiple lives. Yeah, they do. And, and he used to talk about how he would wear a mask in certain situations. And, and I thought that was really strange because I'm, I mean, I know that sometimes we have to put on like a, our, you know, best foot forward or, you know, if we're like an interview or something like that, we have mm-hmm. to be our best selves and stuff. But for the most part, I, I feel like I'm always me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't ever really feel like I would have to like wear a mask because right. I feel like if you don't like me for who I really am, why would I fake who I am? So yeah. that was another red flag also is talking about wearing masks and, you know, like saying that he, you know, is a monster and all that kind of stuff. So definitely have to believe those things. Right. And so now, like, whenever I go out on dates, I had a date the other night with a guy and it's like the first date I've had in about six months. And he literally told me all the red flags about him in, in the first date. <laughs> and I was just like, do you, do you not realize that you're telling me like everything horrible about yourself? Is And, and he was actually, he's a business owner and a millionaire. And he's been on a show called um from rags to riches i think it was mm-hmm. but i mean he told me that he had like a criminal criminal history uh did I he think... say did he say what is on his record yeah he said i've done prison time before um for what? Well, at first, okay. well, he got caught with like a bunch of drugs when he was younger, like when he was like eighteen or nineteen, and uh, 
then he said something about like uh assault oh gosh and he has like and that he had recently gotten another charge and and i was like man like this is a lot to be telling somebody on a first date yeah and i think that like since he he has a lamborghini and i think that you know women there's a lot of women out there that overlook all these well plus men like him he's telling you all his red flags immediately because he knows a healthy-minded woman will get the fuck out of there he knows a woman who doesn't think as highly of herself Mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason that may be traumas you know past experiences relationships they don't think as highly of themselves and they think they want to fix him or they think, um, you know, he's telling me all these things about himself. Wow. He must really like me even though we just met. Yeah. You know? And then they start and then they're like, Oh my gosh. And then he knows he's going to attract those women that he can manipulate and he can do all these things. But a healthy yes. woman is uh-huh. not going to, she's not going to do it. It doesn't matter how much money, none of that. Exactly. Matters. And that's what so. I told him. I told him, I said, because I've been in a relationship with somebody that was pretty well off before, but I was very unhappy and mm-hmm. money is not that important to me. And mm-hmm. I would rather take a, a peaceful, happy relationship with a man that, you know, I feel good being with than a guy with, you know, Lamborghini and millions of dollars and stuff. Me too. But um, yeah. And that's another thing that he was telling me. You made a good point because he was saying, uh, he said, I feel so comfortable around you that I feel Mm -hmm. like I can tell you all of these things, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I bet that's, that was like a manipulation strategy. For sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because he was like, I feel so comfortable around you that, yeah, I can tell you all these things without feeling judged by you and Mm -hmm. He even went as far as telling me that he said, if, if things work out between you and I, I just want to let you know right now, um, that I need to have sex like 10 to 12 times a day. (laughs) I mean, I like sex, but I don't know if I like it that much. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's a lot. Do you have to anything else in your life? I know. Like, that must take us, like, the whole damn day. Are you a porn star? Like, that's the only thing you could be doing all day. I don't understand. I know. What the hell? I thought he was going to say a week, and then he said a day, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and he goes, and he goes, and that's, it's, that's not easy for a lot of women because I'm pretty big. And I was like, no, like every, everything that you're not supposed to say on a first date, he literally said he actually, so, so not too long after he told me that he like was looking through his phone at his pictures and he just like flashed his phone at me and he was like, see, then I wasn't even like, I'm soft there. That's what he said. And I'm like, oh, oh my, my God. God. So you're like showing me pictures of it and like. I just could not believe this guy. Like he just did everything to like scare a, a normal woman away. Right. But exactly. <laughs> yeah. So 
but what's funny <laughs> uh so i i did a little drinking that night and um i guess like somehow i i really don't remember at this point cuz i don't know i i don't know why like i still entertain hanging out with him after this i think i just was like entertained yeah, but sometimes I, knew that I do that nothing... too. I knew it, I knew yeah. it's not going anywhere, but it's kind of funny. So you're like, let's see how yeah. far he's going to take this conversation. <laughs> yeah. So I went to this, well, the restaurant closed that we were at. And so I went to this other place with him. And um, I don't remember the point when this happened, but he put money in my purse. <laughs> oh. He put yeah, and so the next morning, I looked in my purse, and I saw all these 20s, and I was like, "What? how did this get in here? And then he, <laughs> he texted me, and he was like, I feel so stupid. I think I gave away a lot of money last night, because I remember he was, tip- he was tipping the bartender, like, like, I remember one of the bartenders, he tipped them like $100. And so he was like, I don't even know how much money. He's like, I gave you money, but I'm not sure how much I gave you. And I said, well, you gave me $140. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I feel bad that I took it from you because I don't even know why you gave it to me. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, well, I was just trying to help you out. I think it was because like he was talking about, he was talking about how, how much money he makes, like, at his his business. And I was like, man, that's a lot of money. <laughs> and I was like, I, you know, I don't even make that, like, in a week. <laughs> and he was talking about how he makes that, like, per transaction and stuff. And I was like, man. So I think he said, well, I was trying to help you out. But he was like, how about you go ahead and keep 100 and then you can send me the rest. What? And I was thinking, yeah, and I was thinking, no, like, sorry, I was like, so you want me to send you $40 <laughs> and you're a millionaire? And, um, <clears throat> so anyway, I just, I didn't respond to him after that. And so today I was like, you know, I don't know. I'm, I guess I was kind of like going back and forth. Cause I was like, I shouldn't have taken money from him. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, I was drinking and stuff. And, well, I kind of also feel like I deserve it because I had to sit there and listen to all yeah. that craziness. <laughs> so today, I took therapy. <laughs> I was your therapist. You, that yeah, be, you, know, you paid for my exactly. time. <laughs> yeah. So today I was like, I mean, if he really wants that $40, I'm not going to hold it. You know, I'll I'll give him that damn $40 or whatever. So today I texted him and I said, do you have a PayPal? And you know what? He responds back. He said, I'm sorry. Who is this? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Whatever. I thought you were about to ask him for money. Oh, maybe. That's yeah. Why. Yeah. But, but that told me right there that he had deleted my number and mm-hmm. my name and our, our previous text messages because he didn't know who I was. 
Well, well I've, no, pretended, I've known some. He right. pretended he didn't know who I was. Because I, I have he, some guy friends that do that, that say that, and they're like, I know who exactly who it was, but I'm just going to say that. So who knows? Who knows it, what his strategy was on that one? Oh, yeah. He's probably like, I'm going to make her feel like she's a nobody. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, who is this again? Or like, yep. you know. So, yeah, some type of manipulation strategy, probably. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, so I was like, man, my first date in, you know, like six months was pretty wild. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm proud of myself for, like, seeing all those things as red flags. Because, yeah. well, I mean, I'm just going to be so particular now mm-hmm. and I'm just not going to settle at all so I I do feel like you know with that last situation that I had with the the marine that you know I, I did a lot of growing and I love myself more now and I know what I deserve and I'm at peace being single so yeah. and I don't feel um I don't feel panicked anymore mm-hmm. because oh, I'm already 42. Like, you know, I'm already in my 40s now. So, like, if I'm going to get married, um, I mean, I'll still be in my 40s, I'm sure. So there's no and I'm definitely not having any more kids. Mm-hmm. So there's no need to, like, feel rushed or anything now. Yeah. I but, remember yeah. thinking, I have to get married again before I'm 50. And now I'm like. It's only a few more, a few more years away. It's like four more years away. And I'm like, I'm okay with it. It's fine. It's perfectly yeah. fine. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. I, I told some of my friends, I was like, oh, and so what if we don't ever get married? Then we can go on trips together and just have fun being single the rest of our lives. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I've noticed, like, I have a, I have a really good friend that's 46 and she's never been married and she doesn't have any kids and she looks really young for her age you look really young for your age as well thanks so do you yeah oh thank you (laughs) you're so beautiful i know you're not gonna have it obviously you already know you're not gonna have any trouble at all especially now that you feel like happy within yourself and then you're a beautiful woman inside out so obviously you're you're gonna find the right person for sure yeah thank you yeah so i i just feel like i would so like you know after being in bad relationships and and then also being single and at peace just now that I'm older peace is like the most important thing me too so yeah I would totally just rather take peace over anything and then if I don't get married then that was I guess my path so Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna stress out about it but yeah yeah. But yeah, I love the fact that you said you were looking for like signs. You're like, give me a sign, you know, because mm-hmm. you get the signs immediately, right? It's just yes. like, are we are we willing to like overlook the signs or are we like, ah, because I did the same thing when I was with this guy mm-hmm. and I was with him for a year and a half and I'm like, please, God. I mean, I should have known looking back, you know, that all the gaslighting and all the manipulation and everything. And I'm like, please yeah, God, just please show me if I'm not supposed to be with him. But you know, the love bombing and everything you're like, Oh, but he yeah. loves me so much. I'm like, please God, just give me a sign. Show me. And I'm not even kidding you probably within that week. I'm like taking a bath 
and I uh-huh. like glance over at the door and I like see he put his phone underneath the door and I don't know if he's videoing uh-huh. me or, or what he was doing. Yeah. And I'm like, the hell? And I like looked over at the door and I was like, what the hell? He's videoing uh-huh. me in the bath. And so then I get oh. out and I'm like, I was like, what the hell? And he's like, what? And I was like, you had, you had your phone under the door. He's like, no, I didn't. And I was like, you did. I didn't just imagine it. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I did not do that. And oh I'm my like, gosh. Then, I, then I'm like, am I fucking going nuts? Like, did, right. how did I just imagine yeah. that? But then he was just so adamant. I'm like, I can't believe you think I would do that to you. I would never do that. And then I'm just like sitting there like the hell. And then I'm like, I feel like God's like, hello, I just showed you. That's a huge red flag, a big sign. And you're like, wait, yeah. he did say it wasn't true. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just stuff like yeah. that. That is, yeah. So, I mean, the dating has always been hard, but it's just, I think it's even harder nowadays. I think a lot of people, um, what, so like after COVID, I think people, you know, they still want to be in a relationship, but I think a lot of people realize that, um, being at peace and, and single is not so bad. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, like taking, having time off from work and then like living a more simple life for a little bit. Um, I think people kind of have a different perspective on life now. And so I think people want a relationship, but then whenever it comes down to like putting in the work and like actually going through the motions of getting to know somebody and stuff like that. I don't think a lot of men want to do that anymore. I don't um, either. Yeah. It it just seems like a lot of people just want something casual nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's easier. Um, yeah. You just find a new chick and, and swipe, 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 swipe. Yeah. Same night, find someone. It's not that hard anymore. So they just exactly. want easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It it is I mean I can kind of I can see it from a perspective of like if you've been burned too many times and you just wanna have fun or whatever, but I don't know, like I don't wanna waste waste any more of my precious time mm-hmm. myself. So I don't wanna like sit there and, and tell somebody my whole life story and and then and my favorite colors <laughs> and then <laughs> and, yeah, for them to just like dismiss me like four days later and be like who is this yeah. you know like, yeah 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 it's just it feels like such a waste of time and time is I mean the older you get the oh, faster so time goes by yeah yeah and it's like so it's fast. just so valuable yeah so I think People just need to be a lot more stingy with their time. And I don't know. Like, I, I guess I can't speak for everybody, but I know for myself, I'm going to be very particular nowadays. Me too. Me too. After this, this last one. <laughs> well, it's good you're cautious now. So you don't have to yeah. go through that again. No. Uh huh. I've never, yeah. luckily, I've never experienced being cheated on, but I, and so I can't even, I can't even imagine it. Oh, no. I mean, do I suspect? Uh, Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I think I have, but I guess I just would have rather turned a blind eye than to really find out. So I, I never, I never found out. Um, I think that it definitely happened, but I never dug around to try to see. I just kind of ignored it. Yeah. 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 Maybe that, that's the better way to go at it because being a a PI and like kind of like driving yourself crazy with like trying to find out everything is, it's just unhealthy. So I think like if, I mean, we have our gut feelings too. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if, if it happens to me again, I don't know if I would do all that, um, waste a lot of energy on, on finding out. I would just, you know, see things for what they are and go by my gut feeling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so what advice would you give to other women who have been through what you've been through I guess just just the gut feeling thing um hold yourself at like a higher standard also and love yourself and if somebody doesn't adore you, like if a man doesn't adore you, then I don't think that they're worth your time. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think that in order, in order for a relationship to work, the man like really has to adore you. I um, agree. Because, yeah, because I mean, there are so many beautiful women in this world and and there's not as many you know good guys out there so we're kind of like all in competition (laughs) for these (laughs) these men there's really I would say and I have two sons so I try to be very um thoughtful whenever I you know talk about men and stuff because I know that there are good men out there and Mm -hmm. I after everything that I've been through um I could have let all that turn me bitter right um but I haven't it's actually done the the opposite I think it's actually made me softer Mm -hmm. um I don't know how that really works but all the pain has kind of made me softer um, which has made me even more vulnerable, I guess, for getting hurt. But um, it's kind of like a blessing, I guess, in disguise. But um, I know that you know. I'm, I know that there's good men out there. So I'm I'm still hopeful, and I think that women should, you know, keep that in mind and um, don't let these men turn you bitter and right. I mean, it's not the end of the world. There's, you know, I think that what's meant for you will, will be, you know, come to you and to have patience and don't, um, don't feel desperate. Um, because whenever you do, you'll attract the wrong ones. Yep. Um, so I guess that would be my advice. That's great advice. Yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you coming on. I loved our talk tonight. Yeah, yeah I did too. All right. And yeah, we will thanks. talk soon. And okay. so I want to hear what transpires after this, like what kind of guys you're dating now since you're back at oh, yeah. it. So I'm here all about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and can't wait for you to hear next episode coming up in two weeks where I will be sharing with you my continuous date with my 40s decade. We gave him a name, Jerry, and I can't wait for you to hear what the outcome was with that coming up in two weeks. If you find the show helpful, please hit that follow or subscribe button. It does wonders for the show so more people can find your mess or mine organically. If you have questions about anything we've talked about, please drop me a line at yourmessormine at outlook.com. I read every email I get, whether that's an episode idea, a guest recommendation, or just a simple note about how the show has impacted you. I'd love to hear from you. I'm Mel, and I'll see you on the next episode.